Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Nihongo Master Podcast. I'm your host Azra and today is going to be all about film. More specifically, the top genres that make up the cinematography in Japan. I don't know about you, but I'm a huge movie enthusiast. Before this COVID pandemic, I was going to the cinemas every other weekend to watch the latest action, horror or romance movies. I'm a sucker for all. Japan has one of the oldest and longest film industries in the world, going back to over a century ago. Horror lovers consider The Ring and the Grudge as classic Japanese scarefests. And who hasn't watched Godzilla? The King of Monsters became a pop culture icon. And the 2016 animation Kimi no Nawa, or better known as Your Name, took the world by storm as soon as it was released. Right, enough rambling and dropping movie names. I'll get straight into the top 4 genres of Japanese cinematography. Don't forget to have your vocab book ready to jot down all the useful new words I'll be sliding in. We definitely can't start with any other genre except for animation to ease us into the topic. Japan is king of animation. I mean, they have anime. To the Japanese people, anime is a type of cartoon, Japan may or not. But to the rest of the world, anime refers to a style of animation that's made in Japan. With the earliest anime dating back to 1917, anime has a long-running history. It wasn't until the 1960s that the prominent anime art style emerged, thanks to animator Osamu Tezuka, also known as the Japanese equivalent of Walt Disney. The influential television series, Astro Boy, was one of his early successes which he directed and wrote the manga, Japanese comic, for. Anime can be original works or adapted from manga, and the latter is usually the case. Anyway, if you haven't heard of Ghibli Studios yet, you got a whole lot of catching up to do. Founded by directors Hayao Miyazaki and Isao Takahata, this Japanese animation studio is one of the top ones in the country, with awards after awards and taking up 5 out of the 10 spots of highest grossing anime films in the world. Sugoi, ne? Amazing, isn't it? The 2001 anime film, Spirited Away, has been warming the number one seat for ages before the spot got snagged away not too long ago. Directed by world renowned Miyazaki, is the only non English, hand-drawn animation to win the Academy Award for Best Animation Feature. The story follows a spot little girl whose parents turn into pigs when they accidentally wander into a mysterious spirit world. So the little girl gets a job at an onsen ryokan, hot spring Japanese inn, owned by an evil old witch, and figure out ways to get her parents back and get the hell out of there. I won't go into detail about Ghibli, but having a museum just to showcase their animation works says quite a bit about the animation studio. You wouldn't meet a Japanese person that doesn't know Ghibli. So here's a quick vocab recap of Japanese animation. Anime. Animation. But more specifically, animation made in Japan. It is also classified as an art style for animation. Manga. Japanese comic or graphic novels. Onsen ryokan. Hot spring Japanese inn. This comes from two separate words. Onsen translates to hot springs. And ryokan refers to a traditional Japanese inn. Sugoi. Great or amazing. This is often used as an exclamation to something you find impressive. The next genre on our list of Japanese cinematography is Jidai Geki, which literally translates to period dramas. More often than not, Jidai Geki movies are set during the Edo period, 1603 to 1868, and gives an insight to the lives of samurai, merchants, and farmers of the time. There can be all sorts of storylines, but the most popular kind features an action-packed sword fight between samurai, also known as the sub-genre, Chanbara. A name you'll hear often when talking about Jidaigeki is Akira Kurosawa, one of the most influential filmmakers in the history of cinematography, 
so noteworthy that Star Wars creator George Lucas was inspired by Kurosawa's period works. If you look closely, some of the elements in Star Wars were heavily influenced by Chanbara filmmaking. If you want to dip your toe in the Jedi Geki waters, Kurosawa's famous works are your best bet at the finest works of the genre. But to pick one for the top spot is a challenge. It really depends on your personal taste, since each one has a unique approach to the theme. If I had to pick a few, Seven Samurai is a fan favourite. A group of villagers team up with a group of ronin, samurai without a master, to go up against a group of bandits who are after their harvest. If that doesn't tickle your fancy, give Throne of Blood a shot. This 1957 film takes the plot of Shakespeare's Macbeth of ancient Scotland and give it an ancient Japan twist. Wife wants power, manipulates her husband to assassinate the sovereign, and goes on a bloody rampage. Don't worry about not having any knowledge on Macbeth. The Throne of Blood storyline can speak for itself. A human ambition can be as menacing as other unspeakable acts. If action, sword fighting, and an underlying interpretation to storylines spark your interest, Jidaigeki should be your go-to. Now on to our vocab recap. Jidaigeki. Period films, usually set in the Edo period. Chanbara. Sword fight films. Ronin. A samurai without a lord. By the way, if you haven't checked out our official website yet, why not give it a browse? At Nihongo Master, we offer efficient Japanese lessons that are quick, easy, and fun for Japanese language learners of all levels, from beginners to advanced. Our smart tools will assist you in areas where you need a little bit of a push and congratulate you on the ones you waste. With a community of over 50,000 Japanese students, you're not alone on your learning journey. Make new friends and improve together with our point system, collecting points as you go along. Ask away any questions you have on our group discussion pages. There's sure to be others as well as our Japanese instructors that are quick to answer. You can also take Nihongo Master with you on the go and learn Japanese as you trot the globe. Practical, right? Monsters and special effects? Count me in. I'm always down for a kaiju eiga. This genre, a subgenre of tokusatsu to refer to special effects films, is all about monsters. Gigantic ones. And what's the first big monster movie that pops to mind? Yep, Godzilla. In fact, ever since its release in 1954, the kaiju genre popularity skyrocketed through the roof. This film is Toho Studios' most famous creation, but the production company has made numerous major successes as well, earning themselves the association of being one of the top studios for kaiju and tokusatsu movies. It's not just big creatures rampaging through the city causing havoc. These monsters have metaphorical references. As for Godzilla, it's a metaphor for nuclear weapons, referring to the atomic bombings on Hiroshima and Nagasaki in 1945. Anyway, before we dive too deep into the dark side, Godzilla isn't the only kaiju movie that got the attention of many. What about Ultraman? It's associated more closely with tokusatsu, but this superhero series features quite a number of dai kaiju, big monsters, and is extremely popular with the kids. Oh, it takes me back to the good old days of rushing back home after school to make it in time for the TV program. Not really a fan of superheroes in tight suits and would rather have a big monster at the centre of the attention? The 1965 Gamera, the giant monster, is closer to the pioneering kaiju film. Only this one features the prehistoric turtle, Kame, monster. It's not produced by Toho, by the way, initially planned to rival the likes of Godzilla. Who doesn't want to see a gigantic sea monster going up against an enormous flying turtle? And do I have to spell it out? Kaiju films have such an influence in the world's film industry. King Kong, anyone? Anyway, let's quickly recap the vocab. Kaiju Films that feature giant monsters 
Ega movie. If you want to talk about a movie theater, just add kan, which means building, to the end of the word to make Ega kan. Tokusatsu, films with special effects. Kame, turtle. Our fourth and final genre of Japanese cinematography is Yakuza. You might have heard it if you listened to our Subculture Mania podcast episode. The Yakuza's influence in Japan's film industry goes back all the way to the days of silent movies. Though over the decades has shifted to something pretty different to the original, Yakuza were kind of like the Japanese Robin Hood. There have been a few appearances of gangster characters before the 1960s. But it wasn't until Toei Studio bringing chivalry films, or Ningyo Eiga in Japanese, to the table that this genre boomed. Yakuza films typically feature heroic gangsters with honour who live by their underworld moral code. The characters defend the traditional Japanese ways in a rapidly modernising island nation. The good guys in traditional kimono with conservative ways, and the bad guys in modern suits reeking of exploitation. There's a consistent theme of conflict for the heroes. Their duty, or giri in Japanese, towards their gang and their own ninjo emotions. Unlike Western films where emotion always outrules the other, Yakuza films tend to go the other way. Duty it is. The Showa Zankyoden movie series, first released in 1965, sums up the ninjo genre in a neatly packed series. The title says it all. In English, it translates to Brutal Tales of Chivalry, telling the tale of power play and rises and falls of gangs in a small Japanese town. Another 1960s Toei Studio Yakuza masterpiece, and also one of the first few big hits, is the Abashiri Prism film series. Named after an actual prison in northern Japan, Hokkaido, the story follows a modern prisoner who got handcuffed to a not-so-model inmate who plans to escape. Yes, with the handcuffs still on. In any Yakuza film, one thing's for sure though, you're going to get some good retribution-filled action scenes, a bit of blood here and there, and a hell lot of tattoos. Here's a quick vocab recap. Yakuza, Japanese gangsters, Ningyo, chivalry, Giri, duty, Ninjo, emotions. And that sums up the top genres of Japanese cinematography. If you're wondering, why is horror not on the list? Well, we can only cover so much in so little time. If you're craving that tiny fright, listen to our special Halloween episode which has three Japanese ghost stories that'll do the trick. I hope you got a few new Japanese words in your book. If you're keen on picking up some more Japanese for yourself, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and the official website to learn more. Oh, and when you're planning your next trip to Japan, consider going on a camping trip. And Overland Japan can provide you with everything from their fully equipped camper vans to the perfect camping itinerary. Head over to overlandjapan.com or find them on your Instagram handle, Overland Japan. Thank you so much for listening in. Join me in the next one where we'll explore another part of Japan's rich culture and language. Mata ne!